Welcome to Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Hello and welcome to what is quite a special episode of Kickback with Chris, the Martial Arts Podcast, because today marks the one year anniversary since I started this whole crazy journey in podcasting and martial arts and all that stuff. So yeah, it's come around super quick, uh, as all the milestones have really, uh, you know, the six months and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, one year already. Now, what I'm going to do uh, to mark that one year is do a very very similar episode to what I did back on episode one. Um, if you've li- if you listen to that one, um, there's a very sort of I don't know how to describe myself really, sort of uh, a little little bit unsure me uh, doing the podcast. And uh, yeah, I just basically sat down in front of a recorder, hit record, and and spoke. And the topic at the time was actually the UK martial arts show. Um, now, that ties in very nicely because uh, this weekend just gone was the UK Martial Arts Show on May the 4th and 5th. Um, I was there, as was hundreds, if not thousands, of other people um, all there to either teach, join in, um, and have a great time networking and meeting up with friends. So I thought I'd talk about that one. I thought it'd be a nice one. And we're also today going to be talking about a topic that is a pretty hot one on social media at the minute. Um, and obviously, I'm sure you'll respect, I, I won't go into the specifics of the people in, involved, i.e. The, the student and the school, um, but the, the topic being that of um, junior black belts and you know quite young children being awarded black belts, so I wanted to touch on that subject too. And as always, we will be joined by Matt Chapman in our weekly Matt Chat sec- section um, towards the end of the show. So, let's get straight into the UK Martial Arts Show. What I will say is, straight away, is what a great turnout. Um, I was really, really impressed by the the numbers both days. Um, Saturday is always quite a a, a slow build up, and the it, you know it's not like the doors open and there's a sudden rush of people all jump in. It's sort of a steady build up, which is nice because you know it kind of it gives you a chance to adjust as the uh, as as the numbers build up. But you know there was no empty workshops. And there was one thing I did definitely notice with a lot more stalls this time, which is. Those of you that remember back to the days of uh, the Seni show at the NEC, um, that was one of the big things about it was the stalls. You know, people people like to buy things at these events. You know, you like to go you save your money, you go to these events, and you go back with loads of stuff. You know, I remember, you know, the Seni days, you know, you'd, you'd, buy, <laughs> you'd buy all sorts of stuff that you probably wouldn't end up using. You know, you'd end up going away with a, a broadsword and a, and a Shaolin monk outfit and a, and a Bruce Lee poster and God knows what else as well but that was you know that was all part of it and you know seeing everybody walking back to the cars at the end of the event with all their all their loot under their shoulders and you know and stuff it was it was always cool to see so you know um it was great to see there was more stalls obviously some of them were information based people promoting um their products and what they do but there was there was also um stalls from people promoting magazines and you know uh, training equipment and two good friends of mine were promote they're promoting their films um we had Mark Strange, who's there promoting Redcon 1, and we had Zara Fithian, who's there promoting uh, Cannibals and Carpet Fitters, as well as Tribal Get Out Alive. Now, actually, really quickly, on the subject of Cannibals and Carpet Fitters, that is actually out now on DVD. You can go down to 
you know pretty much any store that sells DVDs and Blu-rays and pick up a copy of that. Um, and I would urge you to do that because it's always good to support these independent films because you know they they really do need those sales and numbers um, to to be able to um, generate the funds to put further. You know, films together and and give you know give these things to the UK market and beyond. So yeah, get out there, go go and support it. Obviously, you can pick it up on Amazon and things like that as well. There's my little plug for you. Can't see better than that. Um, obviously, as I say, Mark was there as well promoting uh, the awesome film Redcon One, um, and he completely sold out of all of his DVDs, which is really cool to see. Great to see the support there, um, and. You know, um, actually, there's something else that we got to do. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later on, though. It fits in with nicely with, with another subject. So, um, another good thing: there's no gaps on the mats. Um, you know, in, in previous years, there has been at times, sometimes empty, empty seminar zones. You know, and people have always sort of filled, filled in and jumped in and you know done stuff. But um, I didn't notice any any empty gaps at all throughout the whole weekend. Uh, th- th- maybe there were, but they were less obvious. I'll say that much. Um, you know, which means that you know instructors were turning up to teach their sections, and people were supporting it, which was you know really, really, really good to see. Um, now, this year, what they did as well, which is interesting, they did two layouts. So they did a Saturday layout and a Sunday layout. Um, the the obvious thing with the Sunday layout was that they were, they rearranged the far side for the UTX competition uh, run by Nathan, who's who's been on the show before. I did catch a bit of the the workshop, sorry, of the competition. Over the Sunday, um, I was really busy with lots of other stuff, so it was sort of like a glance as I as I went past. But um, great standards as always from from these uh, these competitors. You know, the, Nathan and, and there are others as well that are doing a lot for the the UK form scene, and uh, it was great to see the the variety of talent on display. You know, both in terms of open hands, extreme forms, weapons forms, that sort of thing. Um, and then a nice touch at the end of the day was the finals were actually on the main stage on the Sunday, which was which is really cool to see. Um, also, uh, an addition as well is um, Mr. Chris Codelli had his own zone um, where the, the people who are part of his uh, compass training uh, method were, they were... These guys were training all day, both days, non-stop. Now, I've actually done um, a training weekend with them uh, and Mr. Crudelli, and it is seriously hard work, guys. These, the, <laughs> I can't stress how hard these guys, guys and ladies, work. Um, and they were, yeah, they were flat out all weekend. And what was really nice is because they had their own zone, people could, you know, people attending the show could go and join in for sections as well, and um, which was which was really cool to see. Um, now, I mentioned earlier on about uh, an opportunity that came up to work with Mark and Zara, and also what I'll say is I got to work with uh, Thomas Dodd as well, somebody who I've um, admired his martial skill um, from the tournaments I've seen him in, and obviously across social media as well. And this guy's super, super talented, super, super skilled. But he's also stepped into the um, the acting scene now, the movie scene. Uh, and he was there um, as part of his involvement in the movie Tribal Get Out Alive. Obviously, he's an actor in there, um, and he gets to display some of his awesome martial arts skills as well. So yeah, he was there. And and what happened was there was this well. I'll say a small hiccup. It, I suppose it was quite a quite a major hiccup with um, Bill Wallace's flights. There was some issues with him, and he and he wasn't able to get to the show in time to teach his workshop. So, myself, Mark, Zara, and Thomas, we we got together, we stepped up, and we actually filled in for for Bill's uh, section. Now, obviously, uh, none of us are trained in the superfoot. Uh, system. I, I like to throw my legs around, but you know I'm no Bill Wallace in that respect. So what we decided to do was run sort of like an action film um, seminar, uh, giving giving the people the opportunity to 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 give give this stuff a go, and it actually worked really really well. 
and uh, we, we had lots of great feedback. Some people were saying it was the best thing that they'd done at the weekend. And you know, to, in, in complete honesty, we sort of winged it. You know, we I, I teach a section, and then I'd run over and say, "Right, what do you want to do next?" And then we'd sort of sort of like a tag team thing. Um, but it actually played out really well. We got to do some work on reactions, distancing, timing. We even did like a fake, um, like a, a casting experience at the end where we had. Uh, some chairs at the front and people came up in groups in pairs and, and demonstrated the skills that they learned that day so it was really cool so cool um, that we're actually going to be taking it to the the southwest show um, later in June the details of that will be coming out soon I would imagine I believe that the organizers are releasing the timetable for this weekend and uh, what is it? it is the 8th today so um, by the weekend there should be a full timetable you should be able to check out with that so yeah we're going to be doing that uh, at the uh, the southwest show so that's a really cool one so yes uh, it was a really positive weekend all around it was great to see and catch up with lots of friends too many to mention everybody i don't want to mention names because i will inevitably forget people and um yeah <laughs> cause some upset so uh, as i say i won't mention names but yeah o- overall it was it was busier there was more going on um you know Really, really positive to see, and they are already promoting uh, the 2020 um, show. So that that's good to see that that will still be going ahead. Uh, a really positive time for the UK martial arts expo scene at the minute. I don't ever remember there being three three martial arts expos in in one year ever. Uh, two, but not three. So exciting times all round. So we're going to move on now to our topic for this week which i've already said at the outset this episode is going to be discussing the elephant in the room that is the junior black belt um now i have junior black belts at my school i will say that from the outset so that is clear but i do have a limit when it comes to age um now this topic has been pretty hot on social media this last couple of weeks um there was an article posted with regards to a six-year-old that had um, achieved their black belt through their training. And obviously it's prompted responses from from, from both sides, uh, people who are in favour and people who were against it. And, you know, um, obviously, I'm, as I said you know, at the outset, I'm not going to mention names of schools or students. Uh, and this is not the first time. This is not the first time that this sort of thing has come up. And it it likely won't be the last um but it is a topic that i do feel is is worth discussing now what i will say um before we get into it is i did have a discussion with one instructor who had taken the point of view or the attitude you might say that well why 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 are you worried about it if it if it doesn't affect if it doesn't affect your school if it doesn't affect your teaching why have an opinion, you know, just stick to what you're doing, focus on your own thing. Now, that sort of attitude when it comes to things like, you know, other schools taking the mick or stealing students or saying things, then yeah, I agree, you know, you, you, you stick to your own, you concentrate on what you're doing and you get on with it. But with something like this, I think it's important that as instructors and martial artists that we do have an opinion on it. We don't just ignore this sort of thing. You know, that's how... That's how things are left to bubble and get worse, you know. Or you know, having a respectful discussion is is a is is a positive thing, and it is needed. It absolutely is needed, and it, and we shouldn't we shouldn't be ignoring these situations. So I, I just wanted to say that from the outset, just in case there's anybody listening in that's thinking, well, why are you talking about it? 
I think it's important that we talk about it, you know, um, not just ignore it and, and, and as I say, brush it, brush under the carpet. So what I'll, say, I, I, what I'll say is right from the get-go is that I am personally not in favour of giving younger children black belts. Now, what would you say is a younger child? For me, I mean, it's, it's a difficult one. Right, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way to you. My son is 10. Okay, and he is a red belt in in taekwondo, which is depending on how you run your system, is approximately sort of one to two belts away from from black belt, which is going to be at this level. We're probably looking at sort of a year to two years still before he'll before he'll do his black belt test, which would make him around about twelve. Um, I think that's a, a a sensible age for a for a junior black belt. Personally, you know, by that age, they're old enough. They're old enough to to understand the complexities of what it means to be a black belt. They're old enough to be pushed physically and mentally to be able to to cope with the the demands of of, of black belt testing. It is still a junior black belt, though. It's not an adult black belt, and there will be, and he will be, and he knows this. They'll be expected to retest again when they're old enough. Giving six-year-old black belts, though, I think that's... Well, I don't think. I, I, I know. <laughs> it's... It's too young. It's it's way, way, way too young. Um, now, in my school, the system, the way that we overcome the issue of uh, students grading up too quickly and at a young age is in my four to six year old system, we have a completely unique syllabus that focuses on half grades. And when they become old enough to move into the main junior section, we move them up on the belt that they are on, which is the half belt. So they do have a coloured belt, so they don't go in as white belts. And then over sort of a... It's usually between a three, normally more like a six-month process, we assess them in to the level that we feel is appropriate within the beginner's section of class. Now, you know, a four-, five-, and six-year-old that's been training for two years are still going to be of a beginner standard. You know, that's that that that's just the way it is, in my opinion. And... You know, I, I I feel it's 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 correct that we you know we don't rush them, we don't push them on too soon. Now, a lot of people are are saying things like you know um, the 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 cost of it all and blah blah blah. I don't think I don't think you know saying stuff like oh well they've just bought their belt and I don't think that's really relevant because the the cost really doesn't come into it. It doesn't matter if they've paid five hundred pounds or five pounds for it. It's it's just too young, at the end of the day. It's too young, um, and you know the, the the complexities. It's more. There were some people saying things like, "Oh well, black belt represents a level within your syllabus that you've achieved," and that's quite a sort of, I don't know, dare I say, it, sort of Western approach to it. That we're very, we're very sort of certificate and qualification based in the UK and in sort of Western society. But it's not just a level attained over a certain amount of time off and ticking off a bunch of skills. You know, it's a it's a journey of discovery. You know, it's it's about becoming overcoming adversity, personal challenge, of developing yourself. And can a six year old honestly do all of those things to a to a to a level? You know, I don't want to say worthy, but you know. Uh, a representative of a black belt I, I really don't think they do i don't think that they can understand the complexities in, involved of what it means to be a black belt you know um and as i said at the outset you know ignoring this sort of thing is not the right way to to deal with it whether you agree with me or not or the other people or not is is 
is fine but we do we do need to to discuss this sort of thing you know uh, another important thing that i think we need to consider with this as well and this is something that i've seen with this case now and i and i and i actually f- said this was going to happen when i saw it first pop up when people were dismissing it and in the case of other kids as well a lot of the times the, inst- the instructors when this when these kids grade they're very quick to jump on the press you know get it in the newspapers get it in the national press get it get it on local tv and stuff and i think that's i don't, I don't think that's the, the the wisest move from these instructors i really don't think it is because you know this sort of thing is going to polarize the community and it's going to attract negative attention as well as positive attention more negative attention i think it's fair to say but not only that i personally think it's putting these kids in the firing line big time you know kids are i'm sorry to say it, but it's true kids can be horrible they can be horrible and you know flaunting these these six five and six year old kids with black belts is asking for trouble because you know they're going to go to school oh you know you you think you're tough, this, that, and the other. And, you know, even with older kids as well. And I think it's just, especially when, unfortunately, it's sad to say, that the physical abilities don't always match the perceived level that is black belt. And, you know, and you don't want these little kids having, kids throwing kicks and punches at the face and, and everywhere else and them, them suddenly being in a position of being bullied because their instructors pushed them in front of the press. You know, uh, as instructors, we have that responsibility to make sure that we're looking after these kids. Um, although you could argue, I guess, that giving them giving them black belts at such a young age isn't looking after them anyway. So, does it really matter in that respect? But you know, um, we do we do have a duty of duty of care to these kids. And I've seen, as I said, I've seen firsthand the backlash, the negative backlash that these 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 kids are suddenly um, thrust with. You know, because of because of instructors pushing them out into the into the media, and you know, um, there have been schools local to me where you've seen it. I've seen it happen. You know, um, and it's not fair on the kids because they're, you know, oftentimes they are turning up two, three, four every day, times a week, and they have worked hard. And as well, you know, you can't really blame the parents. Maybe. Maybe they are sort of turning a blind eye to it a little bit because they're so, you know, that's their 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 kids are the 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 jewels, so to speak, and you know they're they're super proud of their achievement. But can't really blame the parents. It's 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 squarely on the shoulders of the instructors, totally, in my opinion. Um, now this actually comes on a little bit to another topic that we've discussed this this before which is sort of regulation within the industry and this was a topic that i sort of broached when i was discussing this with other instructors on social media and for me there is a need for some sort of standardized requirements for black belts um fitting in with the others um the other you know regulatory things that really should be in place um, and and some instructors were saying things like, oh, but how you know how could you standardise it because there's different requirements for each different system, blah blah blah. But for me, there are certain things that go across all martial arts, whether you're training in Taekwondo, Karate, Judo, BJJ, whatever you're training in, a system that you've developed yourself. There are certain things, certain policies that we could all adopt, and one of them is a minimum age for black belt. And a minimum time training as well. Uh, you know, again, 
some schools will award black belts in 18 months. And then you have, you know, BJJ systems where, you know, you're looking at decades. But there can still be a minimum that we could all adopt, both in terms of time and in terms of uh, age. Definitely age, you know. And and it's not impossible to do. And, it, it, you know, I I think... I think in some cases it is schools and instructors taking advantage, but I think some of it is naivety as well. Um, and I think if there were there was a standardised minimum age, the you know it, it wouldn't be a necessarily a legal thing, but it would just be one, something that as an industry we adopt. It would mean that these situations aren't popping up as much. Um, now, you, if you turn around and say, "Oh well, if you know if a kid comes to me at four and we say the minimum age is nine, and your syllabus means that they can get to black belt in 18 months, then maybe I would politely suggest that you take a look at your syllabus um, and your grading structure and, you know, uh, it, one, build upon the syllabus so that it's there's, there's more in there to help develop them physically and, 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 and as an individual. And two, you know, maybe consider how often you're grading these students. You know, there are schools that are throwing... And I, and I use I use that term, you know, maybe it's not polite, but they are throwing belts out every six to eight weeks. And, you, you know, adding more belts to the system isn't the answer. It's great for your bank balance, but it is, it, you know, it isn't the answer in, in this sort of situation. So definitely food for thought and one that is going to polarise. I know that for sure. If you have an opinion on this, please do get in touch. As always, you can reach us at uh, www.kickbackpodcast.com or martialartspodcast.co.uk as well as our Facebook group if you search for Kickback with Chris, the Martial Arts Podcast, making sure that there's a gap between kick and back. We're also on Instagram and Twitter and all that sort of stuff or you can drop us an email direct at chrisjonestkd at gmail.com. We do actually have an official Kickback Podcast email address, but I always forget it. Oh, and as well, another thing that I also forget, we also have a YouTube channel as well, specifically for our match chat section. Um, what we do now is each week when we record it, we actually record it to video. So if you're actually, if you're ever wanting to go back and revisit any of the cool content that Matthew Chapman goes through with myself, you can do that by heading over to the YouTube channel. You see the nice little segue I've done here. Now we're going to go over to Matt for our weekly match chat, and I will speak to you straight after that. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. All right, guys. So it's that time of the show where we go for our weekly match chat with Mr. Matthew Chapman. On this, actually, a very rainy day here. It's actually chucking it down. So if you can hear the rain above me on the window, I apologize. Um, uh, it's blue skies here, mate. Sorry. Yeah, it always is, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. Look, you can see the sunlight. I can actually see. Well, I'd show you the rain, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. So uh, how are you doing, sir? How was your weekend? Yeah, very good. I did a, a seminar uh, with my instructors in Stansted, which was pretty freaking awesome. Loved it. Two days teaching along with my instructors, Bob Breen, Phil Norman. And I got um, David Breed to come down, who I've not trained with before. And he is really good, like yeah. ridiculously good coach. So, it was, yeah, it was really good. What did you get up to? Um, I was at the uh, Martial Arts Expo um, at uh, the Doncaster Dome. With, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of other instructors from around the country and indeed the world. And it was, uh, yeah, great experience. Um, got to, there's a few uh, unexpected twists in the weekend in that we ended up doing an additional workshop. It wasn't yeah. planned. We sort of, we winged it, so to speak. Myself, uh, myself, Mark Strange, uh, Zara Fithian, and Tom Stodd, you know, we got together and just 
made something up on the spot after one, <laughs> one of the other one of the other head, yeah well, one of the other headliner guests struggled they had the, some issues with the flight so we stepped in and had some fun and accidentally we've ended up finding out you know something that we quite enjoyed doing together as a team so yeah who knows we might do it again sometime soon yeah it sounds good doesn't it yeah a little um team workshops i just uh, thinking about that that's what i did with my seminar this year because usually i just teach a mid-master seminar myself once a year and invite um people come to it but i thought this time i'd like get my instructors involved and it's just a better energy when there's like like-minded people in the room and you're playing off each other and you're having good fun and the energy's great and it's yeah it works really well a little little team like that doesn't it yeah and, and you can take a break when you're knackered as well so. yeah and it's less <laughs> less teaching stress for you isn't it you yeah. could just do your like slot and then the next person can take over so i spent a lot of the weekend just training as well which is nice so yeah. it was good very cool. good so uh what should we what should we chat this week well, uh, we can talk about the rise again of martial arts expos it seems to be doesn't it because um a few years ago there's maybe one or two right yeah. seni or whatever yeah. ones were there's about it really wasn't it well, back in the back in the day, I remember <laughs> sort of the early two thousands doing the Senate show at the NEC, which was it was huge. I, I remember going. I remember saving my money to go down because this, <laughs> this is back before sort of the internet and uh, or yeah. the early days of the internet, and you, you you know you couldn't really just buy things online and you know no. get them. So you used to so save up a load of cash to take there, right? Yeah, and you used to go along to the NEC, and you used to buy loads of stuff. Yeah, I won't. I won't swear, but you know, useless <laughs> rubbish that you didn't really need. You'd come back out with like a broadsword and a, <laughs> you know, a Shaolin monk outfit and a, right, yeah. a kettlebell and stuff else. Stuff that you weren't ever going to use, but you, you know, you see all these people just walking back to the cars at the end of the show, just with like bags and bags full of stuff that yeah, they were, great, they were never going to use. But it was that was what it was about. You know, people like to spend their money on things like that. So yeah. Uh, and uh, they, yeah, really, and obviously I had all the people doing the demos and the stuff to join in with. It was great fun, and um, I remember it was. I can't actually remember if there was a period in which we didn't have anything at all. I think yeah, there was I a think there was, wasn't there? A couple of years when nothing, for some reason, it just dried up and stopped. I don't know why that was. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't work out financially, or people weren't turning up to it, or the internet took over and people just started to get all their stuff off the internet. But recently, in the last sort of two years it started to pick up again hasn't it we've got more shows happening in the uk they're getting bigger more successful more uh, better run lots of people traveling from all over the uk europe and from overseas to come to these expos so i'm, I'm pretty excited because i like going to those it's fun you get yeah, to meet, yeah. meet people hang out train get to do these little workshops for a couple of hours with instructors you never trained with you meet people as you're wandering around you haven't seen in ages or people who re that recognize your facebook that's the weird thing now isn't it yeah, yeah i think i think personally that facebook has played a big part in uh the these expos yeah coming about again because you know um the facebook being such a personality driven sort of place you know, um, you know. Obviously, we're we're always working our content, what we're doing, and sharing it with people. And that audience is now sort of growing, growing, growing. And yeah. it's nice for people to sort of have a central place to meet and train with those people that they see on social media. And I think that's meant that you know these uh, events have been able to book these people and you know and promote them on the on the stage to uh, to an audience for them to come and meet. So uh, yeah, I think personally, I think that's one of the big things that's 
and it's really helped these shows. You know, uh, we've got we had we had nothing for a while. Then we had the martial arts show in Doncaster came back, and then and then Lucci starts the Kaizen show, and then now obviously we've got the Southwest show as well popping up. As so, it's good times. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's uh, I'm excited. I'm going to teach um, like you seminars at most of these shows. So it'll be good just to get out there and meet people. And I just, I like hanging around martial arts, basically. I don't like anyone else. So, <laughs> yeah. so as long as you're interested in kicking people in the face, we can be friends and that's yeah. it. <laughs> I love that. But it, you know, joking aside, it was nice to have people, uh, people that came to take part in my workshop at the weekend. Um, they, you know, so several of them that were there that had said, you know, oh, I, I've come, come today through you know, doing your course online yeah. Um, yeah. and they asked me some of the questions about the content and then we covered it in the workshop itself so we actually so I, I went over some of the things that I've covered already in my course and gave them the opportunity to sort of ask questions about it yeah. and then there were a couple of people actually that were on the fence about joining it they yeah. came and did the workshop um, got, you know got to know me a little bit first and then subsequently went away and bought the course so it was a win-win all round really um, yeah. so it's yeah. good I think uh I think we're going to see a few more of these types of things coming out. You know, I think they're going to be more because, for example, the Southwest show is the first one that I've known that's down south, sort of Bristol. Yeah. I'm originally from Plymouth and there's nothing. You always had to go up to London or past London to get to these sort of events. So we've got one in Bristol now. So I think they're going to start spreading out all over as people see how it works and and um, they start getting successful. So it's yeah, good. I wouldn't be surprised to see one pop up in, you know, maybe even Scotland or even Ireland Scotland. as well, because, exactly, you know, yeah. if you think about it now, the, the martial arts show based in Doncaster, so that's South Yorkshire, you've got the Kaizen show in the Midlands. Yeah. And then of course you've got the Southwest show. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, you've got, uh, and they've, they've, I don't know whether they've coordinated it, but they've got together and obviously they've managed to get the dates spread out a little bit as well. So, yeah. you know, um, I, not that I think it matters too much, to be fair, in some ways, because I think the real diehards will go to all three. And yeah. then the ones that uh, they'll look and go, well, that's close to me. That one's close to me. That, and they'll, yeah. so, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting times. It's nice. It's nice to have a lot of things to get involved. I don't think my wife's overly happy, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> but you know. No, but uh, you know, wives. <laughs> As long as we have a holiday at the end of the year, as a result, yeah, then he's happy. Yeah, exactly. Happy. You're working and you're you're earning money, so it's good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm good. Just it... hanging about, chatting, having a laugh, and kicking people in the head. As long as I don't come back injured, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's a well, no, she, 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 this is a social media though. Um, I, uh, I there was a, a a stage at the event we were at, and Mark Strange was there. It was a, a, a fantastic uk-based martial arts actor and he's been in redcon one and it's just actually just finished on hitman four as well Uh, and he was at the show and he was on stage and the organizer paul barnett said um oh could you demo some of that martial arts film fighting that you do and of course paul's not got really got a background in it so mark was kind of stood there like well uh i I think so what what can we do I, i was walking past the stage completely oblivious to the conversation and all of a sudden i just heard over the pa system chris will do it and i what? <laughs> and Mark, so come on the stage. On. Yeah, come on the stage. Come on the stage. So I got dragged on the stage. Well, I didn't get dragged on. So I went on willingly, not knowing what I was going to be doing. I'm going, what we're doing? He said, I'll throw a punch, just react. And I thought, <laughs> well, everyone's looking. I'm not going to do some sit like little head reaction. That's all you do. Like... Yeah, yeah. So I threw myself like some sort of Saturday afternoon ITV wrestler. Yeah. Uh, 
on the floor, <laughs> and then bang. And then, of course, that was on Facebook. And then, next thing I know, I've got this peep on my phone. I'm like, What's up? My wife, have you hurt yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the problem with Facebook, right? <laughs> it's, it's everywhere, it's everywhere, but it's um, right. no, you know, nice. it's good fun, all good fun. And I don't have any bruises, and I'm not injured, so good. Happy days. Um, so part of the thing I did at the weekend was uh, in between the training, we had a business mastermind for some of the instructors there, which was kind of kind of cool. We sat down, we ran through some ideas of um, some issues they were having. And the common theme amongst most of them seemed to be that they were struggling still with their marketing, right? Like just getting people through the door, yeah. specific ages, specific groups. So thought we could talk a little bit about getting a marketing mix yeah totally right you know um gordon our friend is always going on about getting a mix of marketing right so not just having one source of marketing but having different levels and different things going on all the time so i just thought we could discuss our favorite top three marketing mix do you want to go first or should i go first okay so do i do i need to have three Yes, because it's a mix. <laughs> Shall I go first? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, <laughs> my favourite. Okay, so the top one for me is without a doubt social media. Right. Uh, because, you know, I, it's it's easy to do. It's easy to remember to do, I find. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I, you know, I obviously within social media as a sort of, I don't know, a, a, a separate uh, sections within there. So I'll have... Obviously, my main profile for my school, which I'll use to, to promote on there. Um, and then the, the Facebook groups locally. Uh, the, yeah. I know I keep calling the mums groups, and I shouldn't do that. But you know uh, what I mean? So I like the local parent groups, groups yeah. the parent groups. Yes, yeah. it's got the parent groups. Well, actually, no, one of them is called uh, <laughs> mums. Yeah. Mums group. So anyway, anyway, so it's those uh, uh, local community groups, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and then if you're feeling a little bit naughty, uh, the, even though you shouldn't really on most of them, those selling groups, um, yes. every now and again, I'll accidentally, oops, and then of course, something I'm using more at the minute now is Instagram, because we're starting to get a lot more results, um, yeah. better results. And now that I understand how to use it, I'm getting, getting uh, more through Instagram as well. So obviously social media is one. Um, at this time just of the year, a, just the point about the social media thing yeah. is, um, what happens is a new platform usually comes along and it comes along and all the kids jump on it because they want to get away from their parents. Yes. So, so you start with Facebook. It was all young to start with. And then all the older people like us and parents started to join it. Right. <laughs> so the kids didn't want us on there following them and monitoring them. So they jumped to Instagram. So then people start to build up on Instagram and then people start to join Instagram and the oldies like me and you join Instagram and then the kids jump off Instagram to Snapchat. So it's like this, this is what happens. Um, so yeah, Instagram is now getting older in terms of its demographic. It used to be quite young. Now it's getting, you know, thirties, forties, fifties people posting on it. So you can find your target market there. Um, Snapchat and all those are still quite young. It's still like sort of teens to twenties. But that will eventually catch up, get older, we'll join it, and then you can market to your target market there. So just a little bit better. Uh, this time yeah. of the year for us, we've got um, a lot of summer fair bookings coming in so uh, and events and things like that. So demos, live, live demos. Um, although we're moving, actually saying that, that we're moving away from the sort of uh, demonstration um, setup and we're moving more to an actual stall. So we'll take sort of eight by eight mats. And a, yes. A, 
empty a wave mass to fill it up if they've got obviously if they've got access to water fill yeah. it up there um with clipboards with special offers on the day so yeah. you know if you join uh, so we'll do like a four-week introduction course for a special price yeah we'll sign up on the day because obviously we've all got these everywhere now so you know we have an ipad uh we've there, got an iPad, yeah. ipad with a sim card in it and they can sign up on the spot for four weeks Perfect. Special, special offer that day that's a good yeah. one um and then uh the f obviously other than internal well, actually no internal referrals i suppose is our third biggest yeah uh, biggest one but we're actually um getting back to old style leafleting as well yeah because that's people have stopped doing that locally and and i'm on it because no one else is doing it that's so. exactly right yeah <laughs> that's a smart thing to do when everyone's go, uh, going to facebook go back to paper and then go vice versa yeah. so i mean they all work and your mix is really good uh personally i go with google first so if i'm starting a new school i'll do google and facebook first to create a bit of awareness of my school um once that's kind of taken over and i've got students coming in then i do referral like you um what's your most successful referral promotion that you've run um, I, I would say um, it's uh, well. It used to be the um, adverts on not adverts on Facebook uh, doing the um, what do you call them? My brain's not working. It's too much martial arts expo this weekend. Uh, <laughs> when we did the giveaways, so we'll uh, give away like um, we gave away a half terms free worth of classes. Yeah, uh, that had what, stupid amounts of interaction on it, um, and then all of all of the people that we had, we did pick a winner. Um, and <laughs> they only came for two classes because they didn't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> such is life, yeah. Uh, such is life. But then, of course, uh, what we did was uh, we we contacted everybody that entered and offered them um, a, nice. a special offer off the back of that. So we did actually sign up quite a lot of people yeah. from giveaway, and we did genuinely give it away. It's just they didn't want it in the end. Um, yeah, well, so never yeah. mind. You know, um, um, so that's well, my... probably been one of our most successful ones. Yeah, so for my student, uh, for my internal market with students in my club, the most successful uh, successful referral system I had was uh, £25 cash and a hug if you refer a new member who joins. Okay. Um, and weirdly, people wanted the hug first and then the cash. So I just think... What? <laughs> I just think it's a lot of lonely people who want a bit of physical contact. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not running that one in the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true enough, yeah. Um, obviously, the hug is not compulsory, but if they want a hug, I'll give them a hug. Yeah, and then high we, five. Uh, high five, yeah. <laughs> and then we give them the cash. But it was different. Like, they were like, what? So we get cash if we refer a friend who joins and we get a hug. So it kind of caught their imagination a little bit. So that was our most successful referral system. Um, obviously, dominating Google is my other thing. So if I can dominate the first page of Google, I get a load of inquiries from that. And then, like you say, flyers um, with a really good offer uh, seem to work really well. But I don't do door-to-door -door anymore. Okay. Do you do door-to-door? Okay. -door? Uh, I haven't done for a while. I just tend to leave them in places where I know people where my target market is. So if I'm yeah. specifically looking for uh, females, women in my classes, I'll leave them in the nail salons, the hair salons, places like that. Um, if I'm looking for children, I'll take them to school and do the book bags and all that. So, um, but I don't do door to door because you usually only get 1% return off a door to door uh, sort of run. And sometimes the problem with door to door is usually you pay a company to do it, right? And they'll 
go door to door and they'll just stick them through every single door. You, now, you know, you come to the houses where it's obviously a 90 year old living in the house, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want to do your MMA flyer through the door. It's a wasted flyer because they're unlikely. So if I do do door to door, I encourage my students to um, actually look at the house that they're putting it through. Yeah. Rather yeah. just slotting it through every door and just trying to make a call on is that looking like the type of person who would be interested in martial arts so those things but obviously it's a mix you can't just do one thing all the time you have to mix up your marketing and try different things so tom callis's thing of 10 acts of marketing a day still applies i think do 10 things a day gives you 300 things you're doing a month which will usually lead you to quite a lot of people yeah yeah ultimately as well over you know over the past sort of what 16 years we've been running now the number one best thing for us is just providing the best service we can and having a good reputation because yeah we get more probably more from that than than anything else we had a we had somebody came along uh last week for a trial class and they'd already decided that they were going in on our unlimited membership before they'd even stepped through the door because they'd heard of we said oh we've heard nothing but good things um and yeah. we know we know you're the right place for our son where you know so can we sign uh, up with referrals you don't have to do any selling because the person who referred them has done the selling for you. They've gone, oh, it's an amazing place, super nice instructors. They really care. They look after you. You'll be fine. You need to join it. I've got so fit, blah, blah, blah. They've done all the selling. And then you just have to teach a really good class and be open and friendly and it's done. Yeah. So referrals, 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 definitely. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Excellent. So um, what, what have you got coming up then? Well, we've just spoken about it, really, haven't we? We've got the, these expos. We've got... One at the end of June and then one in July. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to those. I'm starting to uh, plan out what I'm going to be teaching and uh, start to drill my training partner on it so we don't look like total idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you get up there, you wing it, and the other person doesn't really know what you're about to do, and it just looks daft. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I like to just hang out and go and see martial artists and just chat and chew the fat. So these are a really good opportunity, I think, for that. Perfect. I'm uh, really looking forward to it. So thank you again for your time as always. And um, and I will hopefully, unless something else happens randomly in my life between now and next week, we'll speak again next week. We do. Thank you, dude. Cool. Yeah. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. So, yep, thanks again to Matt. As always, good chat, good to catch up with him. Um, really enjoy those sections. And that's the main reason why I've decided to to put the youtube channel together with just those sections on with the video because you know um one of the things i hear uh, a lot from people and actually from some nice people that came up to me at the martial arts show as well which is really cool is you know how much you enjoy the match chat section so you know i i I thought well you know we're we're recording on skype each week when we do these sections um and you know most laptops and phones and everything have the cameras on so why not just record it on video as well and then you know host that section on youtube itself so you know if there's ever a uh, a topic that we cover that you want to revisit you can obviously you can always listen to the podcast again or you can go straight over to the youtube channel and watch us talking about it at the same time um you know an extra an extra dimension to it so go check that out and obviously while you're there if you could subscribe and all that jazz it just helps us to share the word a little bit more pushes it out a little bit more and the same with the podcast if you know it's the anniversary episode today it's the podcast's first birthday so do us a favor, 
Go and like, rate, and review on iTunes. Uh, share it on your Facebook and all that, all that stuff as well. Because, but joking aside, you know, guys, it really, really does help. Really does help because, you know, ultimately, we want to spread the word as far as we can. Um, positivity for martial arts and and the discussion of martial arts. The the more people we can share it with, the the more we can do going forward. So yes, please do help with that. Get involved. Um, also, this week I have had a, a special on my online kicking uh, course, and what I've done is, you know, I had such a, I had such great feedback and such a nice time at the martial arts show, and people getting involved with my my own personal workshop. A lot of people were coming up to me and saying, um, you know, how much they enjoy the course, what it's done for them, how how much it's helped them with their training, which is is really really nice to hear. That I decided to knock a tenner off the course. Um, some might say that's a bit bonkers, but you know, it, it's another way for me to give back. So I, I actually initially set it as a 24 hour sale and I thought, you know what, I'm going to leave it open because I want to offer this out to the people at the podcast as well, because these guys and, and ladies have also supported me this last year. So it's my little way of giving back to them. So if you've been thinking about jumping on the course for a while and haven't yet, if you, um, head over to the Facebook group or my page or indeed just go to onlinekicking.co.uk. Um, it's actually the main course. There are three different courses, um, and it'll be it'll actually be listed on the website as twenty nine ninety nine. But when you press the button and it takes you through to Thinkific, it will be on there at nineteen ninety nine. Um, and I'm going to leave that on. I'll leave that on till probably the weekend as a as a as a discount special, uh, and then it will have to go back up again because that content on there is worth way more than nineteen ninety nine. Um, so yeah, you know, just my a little sort of. Thank you to the people at the UK Martial Arts Show and also to to you guys that have all supported me this last year with the podcast. So, yes, thank you guys. Um, now, we're going to be, over the next week or two, we've got, I've got uh, a number of different guests that are going to be involved. Some people have been asking about um, previous guests that we've yet to, to schedule in yet. Um, that, that is one thing, is the scheduling thing. And the second thing is, unfortunately, in, in, this, in this industry, people are very quick to say yes and then very hard to pin down sometimes. So, you know, there are some people that we announced that said they would be involved and then subsequently have been a bit of a pain. Uh, trying to get scheduled so you know obviously i'm not going to name names but you know just all i would say is just just keep an eye out and i would hope to get all the guests that we have announced involved on the show at some point um we are going to be having a number of different guests from from different fields and i'm going to be touching on some really important really important topics over the next three to four weeks with some of the guests that are going to be coming on and i'm not going to say too much yet you'll have to wait um, but it does tie in quite nicely to the subject that we had earlier on with regards to the black belts, junior black belts and stuff. Um, it's in this similar sort of vein to that. So, um, you know, we're going to be, I'll just a little teaser. We're going to be looking at things like safeguarding and bullying um, and, and educa- the education side of martial arts. So that's uh, something to, to look forward to, um, as well as having, um, you know, a lot more guests, a lot more people involved. So just, yes, keep an eye out on Facebook. Again, thank you all for your support this last year. Uh, I can't believe it's a year already. And we're rapidly coming up on episode 50, which I have something really cool planned for. Really, really cool. And I'm fingers crossed it comes off. Um, I'm not going to spoil it yet, but I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one personally for me. Um, if nobody else enjoys it, well, I will anyway. <laughs> So keep a keep a listen out for that one guys. Um it's gonna come around really, really soon. Have a great rest of your week, weekend, day, whatever it is you're doing. Keep training, keep listening, keep sharing, and I will speak to you all next week. 
enjoy our podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today.